My name is Bhagirath Joshi. Now here our topic is 5000 BCE India, Sanatan Dharma Worldwide Influence. Now what we learned in the schools is that our Sanatan Dharma or whatever we call it started only 3000 years ago. And the reason they want to do it because they have a separate narrative that they want to go ahead with. Even in the case of this Harappa civilization, they are saying it is 3000 BC or 4000 BC. But the evidence are there that we have been there for many, many, many millions of years. And in our, because nothing survives a million year, we don't have the history for a million year. And whatever was left and whatever the record was, which is lost because of the invasion of the people who believe that only their religion is the right one and they want to destroy everything that belongs to others. So now here is the, you see that? Can you identify who it is? I would like everybody to participate. That's why I asked that question. You cannot identify. Have you seen Hanuman? Hanumanji. Now, what you will see that this Hanumanji, if I tell you the location, that will be the surprise point. This is from Honduras. In 2012, they, uh, it was discovered, I mean local knew about it, but the western world and us knew about, started knowing about it in 2012 from the expedition of uh, National Geographic, United States. So this is Hanuman, the way he has that sastra in his hand, the way his position, all of this is there. Nobody knows how many years ago this particular temple was created. So you can see that now, right now, sitting here, I'm telling you, even before the Columbus going there to that land, we had our influence. And we had that influence and we were traveling there. In fact, Sanatan Dharma was existing there. That is what made it possible. Now this is another one. It's called Monkey Temple of Honduras, discovered in 2012 in the jungles of Honduras. It's a North American continent. So it's a huge site, excavation hasn't done, hasn't been done. What I would like to do is when they start the excavation, want to be present there with our team so that they cannot hide any artifact that comes that relates to the Sanatan Dharma. You see that necklace, you can identify it. This is made in India. But you see the elephant strands. What this necklace was found in a tomb of a Greek princess. It was on her neck. And I took this picture in Dallas Museum. The date they have established is 4200 BCE. That means, and the way they did it is she had some clothes on and those clothes, the fragments of those were utilized to radiocarbon date and get the date. So they came approximately 4200 BC. Now if you add that 4200 BC to 2000, that is how many years ago? More than 6000 years ago. Now Bhagwan Krishna was on this earth 5800 years ago. So this is before his time. So we are looking at something. So the question is, what did Krishna Bhagwan know about it or what those people knew about it? Each other, you see. So that is, that is the beauty of, this is another necklace. Similar situation in Greece. They found it in Dallas Museum that was also there. You can see that this is the latest design even in today's time. Both, both necklaces. So this, we had trade relations 
6,000 years ago with Greeks. That's what it comes to. You know the story, Rukmani Viva, Rukmani Haran, where Krishna Bhagwan, you know, and Arjun went with their own chariot, Ratha, and Rukmani ko bhaga ke liye the. You can see here that there's a white woman sitting there, black man, and the white driver, jo Rath chalane wala, Rathi. This scene was found on a Greek vase 3000 BCE, that's 5000 years ago. So you can see, they were Sanatan Dharmi. You see? So Greeks were Sanatan Dharmi. We already know that Egyptians, they were sun worshippers. You see? But we will come to that later. So this is the Greek civilization. The first I showed you the 10,000 miles away, the connection and the other side of the continent. This is a swastik there. That's older. And, and you can see that those animals, they are not giraffe. That's some another type of animals. So this is also Greek. Now, you know, nowadays, because of all the fuss that we started to make, the Western world started accepting that we had trade relations with the Western world. And the, they are actually going, you say that trade route, third millennium BC, means 3000 years BC. And they are showing, if you look at here, from Gujarat, where is the Gujarat? It's somewhere here. Yeah, right here, Gujarat. It's going through this gulf and going up. You see that? So, this is where the Gujarat is. This is where you also they are showing Dwarka. Dwarka having trade relations going up this gulf and having relations with those places. Now the other question is there is another gulf right here. The people who can go here and go all that far which is you know more than 2000 miles. Wouldn't they go 800 miles down and take another route also? The question, you know, because I like to participate. Now, when you participate with me, I like it. So that is another question. So there was another route. And that route was taking us directly to where? Egypt. And from Egypt, it was taking where? You know, only 100 miles from the Red Sea to the Nile River. Only 100 miles. So they go from there, take the Nile, go up and go to the Mediterranean Sea. And they have relations with Greeks, trade relations. They had relations with uh, uh, Romans, all those kind of things. So we have these trade routes now. Archaeologists are accepting that. This picture I took from Philadelphia Museum in, uh, in Philadelphia the University Museum of Philadelphia. So, Penn State Museum actually. So, that is where I took it just to show that now they are accepting it. I'm not just telling something different. But what I am doing is I'm going beyond that. That when they had trade relations at that time, what, what would have stopped them to have the trade relations even before earlier times? What did they know about Ram? You know, what did they know about Krishna Bhagwan? or Ram Bhagwan, or any other kings. This is Lothal in Gujarat. And this is the port. The archaeologists here, you know, they are misguided sometimes. Because this is this actually is the entryway. And some, you know, rookie, rookie means, you know, the one who might have just have joined, with his authority, he just closed it and made a wall. And I, I questioned him, why would you do that? You know, that is the entrance and this is a harbor where they used to have four ships loading and unloading at the same time and they were taking the you know river route to the gulf and then to the far east far west so that is where it is so this was in and that is 5000 bc 
that is 7,000 years right now. Now any city which was existing 5,000 BCE must have started earlier. You see? Many, many more before, years before, because cities don't pop up just by itself. It takes time. It's an infrastructure. It's everything that you can imagine. You know, the trade. The other funny thing is the archaeologists always say, we didn't find any coins here. Now, if you are doing a trade somewhere, you are taking your goods. When you are coming back, you might bring some goods, but you're also going to bring profit. That's not going to be in the same way as the other goods. It's going to be something lighter but valuable. So they had something. So why we don't find it, that's a different story. I can do a big lecture on that, but here we are. You might know what that is. This is a, in Chichen, is a, uh, this is in Tulum, Mexico. Uh, we went there. That's my wife right there on the side. And I took that picture. The significance is those three gates, doors. You see that? These three. One, two, three. And I want to show you this picture. Now in our history, Ramayana, we always have a three figure. Who? Ram, Lakshmane, Sita. Right? So who would be here? There are no idols in there. I went there inside and looked at nothing was there because it has been removed by the Franciscan church and destroyed. But that they couldn't destroy. Now you see who it is. Flying Hanuman. And this is in Tulum. Now let me tell you the story about Maya civilization. In Mahabharat, son of Bhim, Gatodgach, he formed a nagari, Maya nagari, in Patar. Remember that? And what is the definition of Patar? When it is noon here in, in India, it's 12 midnight over there. So what is that place? And where was, what was his um, location for Gatodgach? It was in Gujarat near Dang. You take that coordinate, go around 180 degree, and you find Tulum and Chichanizza. The people over there call themselves Maya. Maya people. And when I ask them, what does it mean? Because I just want to be ignorant. He says, that's magic. Maya means magic. Imagine, they're telling me. So, that is our influence. And we don't know how long ago, because this is before Krishna Bhagwan. Because Ram Mandirs were stopped being erected after Krishna Bhagwan. Everything was about Krishna Bhagwan. Before that, you know, before Ram was Vishnu. After that, we had Ram Mandir everywhere. And then we had this. So this is the historical perspective I'm giving because Mahabharat and Ramayana, they are not just the books by itself. They are the history books. There is a whole chronology given there. And if you get the original Ved Vyasa Rachit, then it is two part, Bhagavad. And in the second part, it gives the complete chronology of all the kings of India. Now what happens that when in our Sanatan Dharma, that there is only one Chakravarti Raja who does the that Ashwamegh Yagna. So the whole story is written about the Chakravarti Raja and after that all other kings gets included in the, his story. So that's how it goes. So this is in Tulum. And now, what do you think that is? It's a Shivalai. This is right in front of that temple that I told you. It's a big ground. And you can see that this plaque is exactly the size that you see here. There's a shivaling here. There's a place to put it. And it is a very small building. But the beauty of it, it is done in a Vedic Dharma. I actually put a compass there. All the doors line up with the four disa. 
directions. So one is in north, you know, east, west and south. That is where they were worshipping. You can see that this is the place for offering. This is a Shiva. And if you don't believe this, what about this? This was this temple was destroyed by Franciscan church. That's Shiva. And if not, that isn't enough. This is the guy who is going to tell us. He's my Maya guide who took me all over. I had two. The name of the god Shivalva. 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 Yes. He's the god of the underworld. 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 Okay. Shivalva. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. You see that girl? Does she look like Indian? She is not from India. She is from a Hopi tribe in United States. Her ancestors do not do anything and they also, for, to do the worship, they will do the draw the swastik first. Then they will make little Shiva. And then they will start their worship. And that even today that is happening. So imagine, the, she does not have any idea where she came from. But me looking at that, her, I know she is from India. Her, her great, 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 you know, many thousands of years. And we are not talking about 5,000. We are talking about 12, 15, 18, even more. Now, you know, if everybody has a cell phone, right? If you have access, do the, go to the Google Maps and do the search Hindu Canyon. Please, Hindu Canyon. And look where it shows in, uh, in the world, Hindu Canyon, C-A-N-Y-O-N. Huh? Jackson Where is it? That is in United States, Hindu Canyon. You look at the peaks, those peaks are named by her ancestors. It's called Brahma Peak. Vishnu Peak, Vishnu Temple, Brahma Temple, the mountains, and uh, Shiva Temple. Imagine. They have, this, is, this was our influence. Now how do we show this to the world? And that is what I am trying to show that. Here it is. We have, you have destroyed all our things, but we can still find it. Because it is in our genes. The body has the memory. Like you, your face is a complete, has a complete memory of your ancestor, you see. So we can, that memory can be utilized, not just as somebody says to us that, oh, you were only so many thousand years old or so much civilization. Now the meaning of civilization also is different. What civilization, when the archaeologists talk about civilization, that means they talk about a city-state. Means a city with complete organization, nice buildings, huge buildings, all those kind of things. So that's where I am taking you from our Bharat to the whole world. Now we already know that on the Japan side, you know, going towards Japan, Sumatra, we had a lot of influence because the oldest temple, Vishnu temples are right now being unearthed in China. Vishnu temples and one you know and normally we don't ask question when they tell us the history they say oh um, Samrat Asok sent his son and daughter to far east to spread the religion Buddha Buddhism but nobody asks question how did he know that he has to go there because he had trade relations because he knew that they already are worshipping Vishnu. They, he already knew that there are temples which are far bigger, like Angkor Wat in Cambodia, if you have seen the picture of it. 
It is a one mile by one mile by one mile big temple complex where they used to have 10,000 Brahman being the worship. So those are the issues. Now let's go to this. So this was about Hopi that I wrote. But now you see that lady over there, goddess-like, and that is a bull. The narrative is the winged victory, goddess sacrificing a bull. Now the question everybody should ask, why would the goddess sacrifice a bull? Goddess has nobody to sacrifice it to. Goddess is punishing the bull. But the reason it was written sacrifice by the archaeological department is to change the narrative. Now she is not a superior, she is a lower class. You see, just by changing the narrative. Actually, she is, she is not sacrificing the bull. She is punishing the bull. And, and in our history, there is one goddess who punishes the bull. What's the name? Durga Mahisasur Mardini. And this is in Rome. Now, one more thing I tell you. When you go to Rome, local people don't call it Rome. They, they use the word Roma. Roma. Roma is the upper branch of Rama. And it is possible, and I will prove later on, that they call themselves Roman. Roman means they belong to Rama. Rama. Now, this was in Sumer. You see, she's killing the same bull. This is in Sumer. The one they say is the oldest civilization and supersedes even uh, Harappa and all that. And this was found there. This, there is no date given to it. But it is very old. Sumer civilization was 5-6,000 years ago. 5-6,000 BC. So there we are. So you can see that's another Mahisasur Mardini. Not native to here. But they also have a Mahisasur Mardini there. And what do you think that is? That is a Rama. You know, Sita. He is breaking the bow. And this was also found in Sumer. And, and I took this picture uh, at uh, uh, that uh, museum in United States. Roman inscriptions. Imagine somebody who is 5,000 miles away from you, 8,000 kilometers, and trying to spell, which he heard here, which was Deo, how would he write it? Deo. Even in India, you know, some people write, instead of writing Dev, they write Deo. Like there is a Sandeep Deo. So Deo. So Romans had gods, they called them Dev. You see that? And, and the name of that particular Dev is Bala. Something like that, you know. So that is the thing, Deo meaning God. And in this one here, this is the goddess. Matri Dev. Matri Dev means goddess. And Devi. So to write Devi, they wrote it like this. D-E-A-E. Dei. Sounds the same. From the distance. You know. And we also have a upper branch here. So we can forgive them for saying that. But that's Deo Devi. So this is what they were doing and and the gods you know when you translate it or some they whatever they heard you know like that looks like a bala krishna to me even though you know it says bala uh, loka vro something like that so they worshipped same god goddesses so we have these roman scriptures now what is missing what is missing is egypt why Egypt is missing? Because when the excavations done, 
they were done by the devout Christians who just wanted to destroy any link with India. And now, who is controlling Egypt? Muslims. They have the same goal. Now, some places, some evidence comes up and I wasn't able to picture that, but the Mr. Carter, who did the excavation of Tutankhamun's, uh, Tutankhamun's uh, tomb, what he did that he didn't take picture of everything that he found there. He found, when he opened the tomb, he found gold figurines, small, which were Tutankhamun's personal gods, gold. What he did, he put it in a box with a letter, send it to the Lord in England who was supporting his excavation. So the Lord looks at it, closes it, then he gets his workers, opens up the wall, makes a fake area, you know, the, puts that box inside and covers it up. He doesn't want to show it to anybody. So in uh, 2012, that is year is an amazing year because a lot of findings were done which were pointing at Sanatan Dharma. So in 2012, when they were renovating, they started looking at the wall and, and that looked hollow, that section. So they opened it up. They found it. And they sent it to, they looked at it, called the news, news people, BBC. They looked at it and they were Brahma, Vishnu, Mahesh. I saw that program relayed only once, then it was buried. And that was on a national public radio, uh, a national public television in the United States. And then it was buried and then it went to the warehouse of a British Museum. So that's the story. Now we need to find out what it was and I would like to get pictures of it. When I get it, I'll tell it, you know. But that is what happened. So there was also connection there. In fact, Ramses, if you know Sanskrit, now I say Sanskrit. The reason is the Sanskrit language is the exact language. Because once you know the alphabet, you can pronounce everything as exact. And even if you don't understand the meaning of the words, you can actually pronounce each and every word correctly. That is why, you know, when we say Sanskrit, it is an upper bronze, which was imposed by the Britishers. But in reality, you should always say Sanskrit, because that is how it is written, Kru. Sanskrit, it's not a Sanskrit. So that is where we are. I ask him, what is the word for woman? And, and he was little confused because they don't have a real word for woman, but they had for men. So that's how he will start. What is the word for uh, woman, uh, the wife? Uh, well, for the woman. Yeah, wife. The wife? Yeah, to esposa, say, okay. in Maya. In Maya, okay. Uh, they don't have, that is Purush, Purushona that's called. Purushona. Purushona, yeah. Uh -huh. Purushona. And uh, for the man, it is Purush? Purush, yeah. Purush for man. Yeah. See how clearly he is 10,000 years uh, miles away from us and speaks perfectly the Sanskrit word. Purush, you see, and Purushona for the woman. So there you go. Now I ask few other questions. Good, good. <laughs> and what about the children? The children. Pal. In Maya. Pal. 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 Konesh Pal. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh -huh. Konesh Benaki. Come on here, Kate. Uh -huh. Konesh Pal. Konesh Pal. Okay. okay. Tush and how about a girl? Uh, Your daughter. Uh, well, the daughter. Uh, that's um, it's the same. Same, same pal. pal. Yeah, pal. pal. That's um, that's among um, the children. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So, purush for men. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. See, so that is what is the you know part of my investigation where I look talk to the because Mayans they themselves are fossils, right there. We can look at them, talk to them. They're living 
and they know their language. Now you know the, and Dr. Asthana knows, that the person who was uh, credited to decipher the uh, Maya language was a kid, 12 year old, and all the credits were given to him. Now the problem was that he was not the real one. Mayans already knew how to decipher it and how to read it. He was playing around because the, his, his mother and father both were archaeologists, spending a lot of time in, in that uh, Mexico with Maya people. So he was constantly in touch with. So when the elders were showing the other kids, their kids, you know, children, that how to decipher all this? and what it says and what stories are and they will take them all over the jungle showing them you know so he will tag along so he learned that showed it to the mother and mother and father and being a good listening son never mentioned that that's how he learned you see and he was completely credited with uh, deciphering the maya language so that's the thing. Now here is a few other things that I would have shown here and you could have seen. But we go further. Special permission to do that, huh? Yeah. See now, which is good, I'll, I'll take it. So here I am in this Maya world. And as you see, the guide told me the word for man, Purus and for the women also and for the children which was PAL so there you go connection starts here thanks this, this tree now this particular thing he will mention which will be the Maya philosophy of uh, people reincarnation and all that and uh, you will see that he talks exactly what we have in our scripture here in India. It's very important for the Mayan people, uh -huh. that civilization, because represent the universe Maya. Okay. For the Mayan people, it's a sacred tree because never die, uh -huh. always is green. Here in Quintana Roo, have on the rivers, have water everywhere. Yeah. So notice the lagoons, raining all time, raining all time. For for that around here have life, but in Chichen Itza, no have water. Mm. When you get in the under rivers, you need to down 40 meters, mm -hmm. okay? And only have four months for the raining. The Mayan people recollect the water there and make platforms, chultunes, that's the name. Cenote. And they not here have cenotes, but in Chichen Itza, the cenotes is you need to down 40 meters mm -hmm. when you get in these caves. But the Mayan people not take the water there. That use big platforms. That is Chultunes. Mm. That is the name. And that recollect the water. Mm -hmm. But the plants die. But these trees you not know, die. This recollect the water inside. No. It's a hollow tree. Mm. You hear? Mm. Oh, yeah. It's a hollow tree. It's the Seba. In Mayan language, <laughs> Yash Che. That's I mean always great. Mm -hmm. That is a young tree. Have its packs around. Mm. The old trees no have. Yeah. And Maya people think mm. this tree mm. represents the, the universe because have He talks about reincarnation, he talks about the same Kalpa Bruksha that we have here. And you can see the similarities. This is this is where our influence was. And nobody even today knows how old the Maya civilization was, but the stories we have where Ghatodgach formed that. Maya Nagari, and they have all those. Uh, uh, in fact, in um, Philadelphia Museum, in Penn State Museum, they have a stela, and the, on that stela, three and a half steps are depicted along with a figure of a king and a little boy doing the chamar. So three and a half steps. What is that? That is a Bali Raja, and Vamanauta. That story is with Maya. Not only that, they call themselves not Maya, they call themselves Yaksha. Yaksha. 
and they will say they are yaksh. In fact, the king, the first king, Bali Raja, we call Bali, they call it Balan. Yaksha Balan. That is the name of the king. You see? So imagine the similarities. This is not the, just the story. This is just, we are approaching from one end to another end. And, and that was our influence. Now this guy, he's another guide, which was in Chichen Itza for me. And he tells his name. He says, um, his name is Kaum. Ka means two, Om. Which is in English. Listen how they speak. How they speak. They Listen speak. How, how they, they speak. speak. Okay. But the original, the original so name. So the Spaniard thought is, it is Yucatan. Exactly. The oh, original okay. name. So you were just joking around saying that look right. how they speak. Exactly. You know, because that was something funny. Exactly. Yeah, it was not Maya. Not it was Maya. funny. See, this is my way of talking to them. So they become free, loser and lose and give me all the information they want to give it to me. So I will try to be friend with them, talk to them a lot more than uh, sometime necessary. Then they will feel good. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's my guide Jorge. He is, um, he has, uh, he is Maya and uh, his last name is Kahu. Kahu means two, ka, two, boom, noise. <laughs> when they came, they, they took the stones to build their church. Now he's talking about what happened to their world. Everything was functional, nothing was in ruins, but the Spaniards destroyed that to build their houses and, and churches. To build their church. How, okay. And how big was this? This is how many columns? They, there is a more than thousand columns. Column. See, this was the building which had more than thousand columns. So it's a huge area. It is open from one side, closed from the other side. He told me that whatever the official line archaeologists wanted him to say, he said that. So I said, He took the stones mm -hmm. to build their church. Mm -hmm. how, okay. And how big was this? This is how many columns? They, there is a more than thousand columns, Column. but only to uh -huh. identify the buildings, they name it the thousand column complex. Okay, so mm -hmm. this is a huge complex. A huge complex. It starts here in this corner. Exactly. And then it continues and you can see it all the way, all around and you can see it really far. So what did they used to do in this building? Huh? Well, they made the sacrifices. Are here. you sure? Well, that's the, the evidence what that. archaeologists found inside of that. Yeah, but what do you think? Well, as, as a Maya. Maya. This big building, you know, so people used to gather here, right? They use like a market too. Market, market. and what else? Mm -hmm, yes. Okay. So that is what the real purpose was, to have a market. A market. And mm -hmm. the meetings because and, uh, you know, all those things. Exactly. So if king wants to say something, they say something, right? Exactly. That's because what they did. So that yes. is what the use was. The use. Mm -hmm. And the Spaniards said that they did the sacrifice here. Exactly. <laughs> that is not the right thing, right? It's not right. Mm -hmm. So when, when did the king go up? And 21st of March and the 22nd of September. Uh -huh. He will Poison. go right on the yes. top of this yes. pyramid? Because if he talk on top, everybody could, could hear. Oh, he okay. used like a megaphone. Megaphone, mm -hmm. good. good. Yeah. So he was uh, basically uh, keeping in touch with the people. Yes, because that is Chichen Itza had uh, 50,000 people or around 60,000. 60,000. Yes. So that is the that reason why they need a, such a huge building. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's why. Okay. This, so this is a, what the most important city. Uh -huh. So the king might sit up there. Exactly. Huh? On the top here. On top, on yeah. top there is the chakmol. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those two days he will come out, talk to normally all the normal activity continue there. These two days he will address the people that what is the plan for them for the next year, how the harvest would be from his astrologers and all those other things that he will tell. You can see in the back. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Chakma, where they got where the high priest could sit. Yes. Priest and the king. Priest and the king. Exactly. Yes. Okay. When the Spaniards came here, Chichen Itza it was abandoned, and they took the stones to build. You know, Are you sure it was abandoned? Well, that's the historians say. That's, see that? He has doubts. He doesn't want to tell me everything because he doesn't want to lose his job. So we have this story and it continues. The other thing he told me and the destruction that is happening in, nine, in 2005 when I visited this area on one wall which is right from there is a funeral pyre and on the it's like a funeral pyre here and this is a standing area and there is a wall behind it. On that one, they had uh, depicted uh, a Roman. They, were, they memorialized the arrival of Romans, Egyptian and Hindu. He was in Dhoti. Okay, all three with other people. In uh, 2017 when I went there, that was removed. They had actually wiped it out, but they couldn't do completely. So when I took the picture, I'm going to get it photoshopped and recreate that back. So this was when the Maya king, very influence, influential died. That is when this, uh, uh, they, they had visited. So we had, my goal is to find a ship in the in our you know say gulf of khambat or near dwarka which will be 8000 years old and i would like to find that and see and recreate it and that is one of the goal if i can achieve would be the tell us this tell the story of our worldwide influence now one more thing i wanted to show you the picture that i want to show you is this one and that is uh, dr uh, asthana knows all about it when you see it, what do you see here? That's one of the things, but that is a minor thing compared to other things that we want to see is here is a big multi big city. Yes, it's a city. Yes. Now to make a city, what do you think kind of activities would have gone along for say 100 years before that city was created or 200 years before that city was created? Right. What does that mean? That means education. You cannot plan a city without education. The other thing you need to know is the trade and manufacturing. You see all these bricks? They are manufactured somewhere. And not only that, those are manufactured by the people. They they have been brought in here. So you have the construction workers. And none of them are slaves. Dr. Rastana found that they, they weren't slaves. So they were paid their wages. But that means that somebody is keeping track of income. That means they had a way of doing taxation. The king had a way of doing taxation by which he had the money accumulated and he can use that. So this particular thing you can see And after that, this city must have survived for many, many years. And to support this city, how many towns you will need in surrounding area? Because somebody would have to bring vegetables because they they are not going to grow. This this city people are just like in New Delhi. You know, everybody is a bureaucrat. So this is a city of bureaucrat. And when you look at the city of bureaucrat with their own amenities and all that, there is a whole supporting things and whole society which has been existing. And Dr. Asthana says that so now... Of course, imagine. And, and plus that, you know, mound. They are saying that there's an observation mound or something. I don't know what that is, but... So there you go. So what it is that this is a city, which city has been flourishing, and the early uh, the uh, the latest that is the earliest one was like 5000 BC. 
So now if you can imagine 5000 BC, they had a trade, they had a sea going, ocean going vessels, they had the way of collecting taxes, they had a way of record keeping, they had a way of paying their nobles, they had a way of paying their servants, they had a way of agriculture, they had uh, regular shops, they had, they might even had restaurants, we don't know. Yeah, so there you go. So we have, when you look at some site like this, these are the questions that needs to be asked because it doesn't pop up in a day. It takes long, 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 long time to make a city. And that requires, so when we in archaeology talk about civilization, we talk about the city. We don't talk about the rest of this thing which comes part of the history of the place. And that is a maritime history. We might just say, okay, Helen of Troy, you know, the guy loved her, destroyed the city. Yeah, but what happened in between? What happened during the time there was no war? And those are the issues that needs to be answered. Now, one of the things that I, and I'm going to suggest to everyone, that even in India, some of the temples we have, we are saying it is very hard to date the temple. But I would say that there is a way of doing it. Because we have to look at our rituals. And those rituals are not from today. Our Sanatan Dharma ritual have been there for many, 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 many thousands of years ago. And when you look at that, whenever we have a god or goddess, even if we put it in the base, we put the flowers. Nowadays, we have a way of extracting that without demolishing the building. That is called, you know, the one there, catheter, medical catheter with a camera. We can use those, make a small insertion, get that flower out and do the radioactive carbon dating and we will know exactly when the foundation was placed. You see that? That's how it goes. So we have a way of doing. Now the other thing, story I wanted to show you and, uh, and the picture which I don't have it here. But uh, this is the story which has been perpetrated by Spaniards and the West and the Europeans about Mayan. They used to say that, oh, in Maya, they used to uh, kill the guy, sacrifice and use his head to play the hoop. And they will show only one hoop. They will not show the whole complex that they have. And I have the picture of that complex. This is about that, that complex. What basically that is, you know, I'll talk and then you can look at the picture. The... Um, it's not one hoop, it's a wide open area, it's like this, one side is a wall, another side is a wall, the entrance from that side, entrance from that side, entrance here, entrance here, there's a platform here and the another platform is over there. One hoop is exactly in the center here, another hoop is in center here. Now if you know how to play the basketball, the hoop is not like that, it is horizontal. Right? This is like that. So I asked my Maya guide, tell me truthfully what they used to do here. He said, this is the meeting place. And the way it was that this is a huge platform, the king will sit here. All the nobles will sit in front of him. And this hoop, we will have a big rope and the curtains, you know, drawn. And the commoners will gather on this side. So when the nobles have finished their talk, they will open up the curtains and we, everybody talks. So this was his story. It was not, the reason why Spaniards and the Europeans wanted to do and spread the lies, because they wanted to show them as barbarians. They couldn't succeed with us, but they succeeded with them. And they wanted to call them barbarians so that they can be killed, they can be enslaved, and they can also be conquered. 
or converted into and brought into Christianity. That is what they did. That was their purpose. So that is the story they had. And I tell you, it was a very sad story when I heard it. And I would like to show you that picture. This is the picture. Every time they are only showing you this hoop right here. But there is another hoop exactly in the center. On the other side, you can see one platform. There is another platform on this side. So narratives are written to serve somebody's wrong purposes. My idea is to find the real history. Let everybody know about it. And you can not dispute the history when I tell you because I will be bringing this kind of videos along with it, the locals telling their own story. You see? Because the history, that is the way to do it. Any questions? Hello. Uh, hello. Uh, actually, initially they were not hello. What they used to do first, they used to make the design on wood. And over that wood, they used to put the golden leaf. And because as the time rolled on, the wooden part has been perished. And now what we see today is hollow. Well, Why? Now I have evidence for that. I see. And yeah. most of these things which you see. Does it gold, have a wood inside? First, they make a shape of this heart-like shape mm -hmm. in wood. Then over that wood, they will make a tin foil, mm -hmm. cover it. Mm -hmm. And will give you a little weight also, mm. and then it is usable. Otherwise, it would have been uh, disturbed from various points. Mm. And number two, because I have evidence for that, the analysis of the material found inside these things they are from Manda actually. These what you are showing on the screen, they are from as a hold from Manda uh, near uh, the uh, um, in Muradabad area. Mm -hmm. uh, Thakurdwara is a place district from where this has been found and later on survey archaeology was done by me. Mm -hmm. So actually they were having the wooden frame inside over which the uh, 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 gold file was plated. It means the hammered actually. Right. If you see a macro uh, study and moreover they are not gold, they are electrum. Mm. I must tell you. No, no I am not saying it is. Most but of the things mm. in the earlier level of the uh, Hadapan people, we get electrum not the gold. No, I understand. Yeah, but what I am trying to say is, but they anyway, had figured it out how anyway, to do it. Anyway, because even these techniques are also done in uh, Jaipur today. Mm -hmm. They put lacquer yes, instead yeah. of uh, instead of the yes. wood yes. to give a shape to it. Mm -hmm. What we see today is a hollow form. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. That's all. Uh -huh. No, I understand. But what we what I am saying that even to put the lacquer in it, they need to make it a hollow, and then they insert. Now we don't know exactly how. I don't know all about it, but what I am trying to say that they had the technology. Even, even I, I must tell to the audience that if you can permit me. Yeah, go ahead. Because what all those artifacts we see in Harappan and other side looks very nice. For example, the dancing girl. Actually, what they used to do first, they may used to make a figure on. Um, uh, what do you call wax? Uh, yeah. First, they carve on that, which is very easy to do. Then they give a coating over it, and then that wax was kept in a earthen um, uh, um, levitated earth, and then the copper was placed. The same process is used even today. That same process on working on wax. Sir, uh, sir uh, if we see in, as for the Sanatan mother cult is concerned. The earliest figure of a mother goddess, what we see called, it has been found below the, um, um, what do you say, volcanic ash deposit when it was excavated. And that is the earliest and goes to 2.5 million years. Wow. See, 2.5 million I years. Have, so, in conclusion, what I want to say that we, the technologies that we see and I disagree at one point that I would like to attach everything to the Sanatan Dharma because we are the cradle of human civilization. It's not Sumer, it's not anything else. The new 
evidence, genetic evidence is found where everything migrated outward from India. Nobody came from outward in. And, and the whole, that migration pattern, and there was a logic to it, that mice, mice go where the traders go. So they found the genetic alteration, okay, and they, where they bring it back to India. And the mice in United States, mice in any country all over the world, take their genes, they match with the genes here. And that is the biggest evidence that we find. Not only that, the, you know, the face that I showed you, that girl, all of those people, you know, I have gone visited that. That's just the one picture. The all hope is you will not make, you might even start talking to them in Hindi. They look all the same. They, they look Indians. Okay. They like, they, they worship their gods, Brahma, Vishnu, Mahesh. They name the peaks of Grand Canyon as Hindu peaks, you know, the Brahma peak, Vishnu, uh, Brahma temple, Vishnu temple, Shiva temple. Bajokwe so, the other issue, huh? Bajokwe huh? Bajokwe inscription. Yeah. Right. It talks about Indra, it talks about the it talks about. All of them, yes. The same thing, yeah. Right. The same thing they have found in Russia. We went outward from India. In fact, I can even go back where the Plato, Plato actually studied in India. Went back, started his university. All these were philosophers. Philosophers, but they had their own university. And they were teaching their students. So Plato went so far as to say that my students will be all vegetarian. And they will not have sex while they are studying with me. So they were all, you know, Brahmachari. And that was his rule. So, and he wrote about Atlantis. And Atlantis, the way he wrote it is that it is somewhere out there beyond the pillars of Hercules in the ocean. And one fine, and, and it had a civilization with all advanced tools, all advanced weapon systems, everything else, and it all submerged. Now, that description comes from us, and you can see that you know the five continents when they were together. People, scientists call it Gondwana. Gondwan. Gondwan is our Sanskrit word. And they were all five together. Island of India was separated. And it was not connected. But today we have a name of Gondwan Express. Of course. But that is what I am trying to point out that those guys who named it as a Gondwan, as all of the, they didn't know that this is Sanskrit, you see. I know, I know you have another, but this is where it is. This can continue. Yes, sir. Joshi, the excellent uh, session. Thank you. I have two questions related to your lecture yeah. and one generic in nature. First question is, uh, just like Lothal, we have a vast coastline, but just like Lothal, have, do we have other uh, harbors or ports which... Uh, yeah, which they were all on the nature? Saraswati River. Yeah, there are many, sir. And all, and all the rivers. And there is a site known as Kuntasi, as you and... Uh, there are many other sites like Bolavira. Uh, they were all uh, Saraswati civilization. Now the thing is that. Let me tell you also one more thing because they are running out of time. One, yes, yes, one little thing. We have in the recent uh, uh, the marine survey around you, uh, India, we have found close to 100 submerged cities, okay, which are even 36,000 or beyond okay so those hasn't been excavated so to answer your question we had the seaports but those cities where they had the other seaports they are all submerged right now and do we have any artifacts uh, like jack like we found that artifacts? is that is our goal that is yeah, our goal yeah, see go like, like 
one now let let's say let's say one thing i would actually like to take one site and do the marine survey and actually excavate underwater but that requires lot of money lot of fund i have my cards over there take it be the member and if you can influence other peoples and we can gather some money we could have a archaeological vessel anchored right in dwarka we can go there we can do underwater study we can survey it and uh, i can assure you that every artifact that we find will be streamed immediately so nobody has time to give a different story oh. you can make up your own mind so that is the project that i want to do it it is very expensive project it will require 30 40 crore rupees to do it because the vessel itself will cost close to 5 to 6 crore so because and and then we will need uh, the marjiva you know the those guys divers they had to go we also need that automated uh, submarine which can take the pictures underneath so all those things some of them can be rented but the whole project is very interesting and we can do it all right thank you very much